Island Church in Galveston, Texas, welcomes you to our podcast. Be encouraged by Pastor Rusty Martin as he teaches the Word of God. Now, in, uh, go to 1 Peter chapter 5, where we uh, kind of ended up last week in getting over into this... Uh, we began looking at walking in faith, our, our, our character growing in love, because love worketh, uh, faith worketh by love. Then we kind of transitioned into once that faith is operating in you, you're going to have to do something with it. You're going to have to resist the devil. And in this day and hour, if you don't resist that, you can get swept away real quick. I mean, you can. You can get swept away by the, by the drama of the day, by the emotion of the day. And, and you know, uh, another thing, especially since we've had all these crazy uh, uh, medical things that have gone on and things like that, people, it, it seems people have gotten uh, busy in a different way in which they were before, uh, a, a much more negative way, if you know what I mean. I'm not talking about you. I'm just talking about society in general. And so, you know, there's, 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 there's recovery necessary at almost every level of society. And in the midst of all that, people are growing more and more hungry for answers. And, you know, a, a lot of people, when they seek answers, they only seek on the level of what they understand or what they know, and they don't think there's anything else. It's amazing, especially as people gather years, how set they, they get. I heard one preacher said it said they got minds like cement, thoroughly mixed permanently set. Well, there's things that can break that up and break that down, and those things are going on now. An interruption in the status quo many times, and then the, the looming threat of financial recession, depression, uh, uh, inflation of our money, uh, the, the, the goods and services, how they, uh, they go up in the midst of that. People, listen, people pull back. They shut down. They're like, you know, what are we going to do? Are we going to survive? Are we going to have enough food? Enough th-? And the enemy, if you're not careful, the enemy will catch you away with that type of thinking and that type of mentality. And it, listen, that will render you useless when it comes to resisting it. I mean, you won't even believe your own, uh, own authority when you exercise it. You won't even believe it. But listen, when you exercise authority, according to the Word of God, that spirit realm reacts. Amen. It reacts and then waits to see what your reaction is. Amen. You say, what do you mean by that? Whether the Word's going to continue to do its work in your life and you standing and resisting something, or whether that first blow of the enemy showed the enemy you were already defeated. Amen. And life is a fight. I mean, when I was in Bible school at Lakewood, that was one of the main things uh, Brother Osteen just drilled into us. You've got to fight life through. You've got to fight it in your finances, in your health, in your life, for your family, in every area. Just keep fighting. Just keep swinging. Amen? And see, a lot of people, the reason they, 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 and I don't like the term burnout, so I like to say get frustrated is because they start out spiritually and then end up in their own strength. Like you could never do anything about it in the first place. <laughs> Amen. That's why it's better to build your faith in the Word. Meditate, study, and pray. Stay close to the Lord. As we were praying uh, Monday and then yesterday all day, uh, uh, I think we had two sessions Monday and three yesterday. I don't remember, but anyway, yeah, five, uh, five sessions. But uh uh, that's, that's the number one thing we all, as we stood and talked about what we were sensing, we got to get closer to God because that's the answer. You say the answer to what? what what's, what's the question? 
is it a health question, a, a financial question, is it a, a, you know, a drama in your family, your marriage, whatever it may be? Well, what's the answer? Get closer to God. Because you get closer to God, that's where the answer is. Amen. And so these scriptures that we're using, especially here in James and in 1 Peter, where it talks about our resistance. We, we looked at James last week. Uh, Submit yourself therefore to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. That word flee means to run and start tear. So in the spirit realm, if you're correctly lined up with the word of God and using your authority, when you say in the name of Jesus, you've got to have a vision in your mind of the devil, that demon power, or that circumstance breaking, or that demon power running and start terror of you, of what's in you. Amen. Amen? You've got to have that. You've got to build that. That doesn't come through association. It comes through saturation. Because you can hang around people like that all day long and it ain't going to rub off on you. But if you'll saturate yourself in the same thing they are, then you'll have that same faith. You'll have that same confidence. Now, we saw in James, that's so interesting. Submit yourself, therefore, to God. Then resist the devil. Actively oppose. That's what that word means in the Greek. Actively oppose. If I were to ask you right now, what does your active opposition look like? Well, I'm just hoping everything changes. Well, that ain't much, that ain't much opposition. Amen. Well, I'm just hoping and praying. Well, that may sound spiritual, but what is your active, what does it look like? Amen. I mean, if you were in a physical fight, and I were to ask you, if you got in a physical fight, how would you fight? Did you know most of you know how you would fight physically? Girls included, ladies included. Don't you? You're looking so holy. Like, you know, no, you would know, men, you would know how you would swing, you know how you, because you, you have been in a fight before. Amen. Amen. So there are certain things all of you know about that, and, and so, you know, but well, it, it ought to be true in the spirit. You know, if you're in a physical fight, you should be what? Speaking the word over your body, talking to your body, speaking to the organ, doing whatever necessary you need to be doing to loose that word of God and that word of faith in you and target it to the place where it needs to go. Always reminded of blind Bartimaeus. What do you want me to do? Well, I'd like a new pair of shoes. Would somebody bring this man a new pair of shoes? That would have been it. But he said, Lord, that I might receive my sight. That was his opportunity. That's how his faith got him in front of Jesus. Well, Jesus was, is, and forever will be the Word. So that's how the Word works for us today. You know, I, I heard this one time. Uh, 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 an individual I uh, kind of really liked that, that, that taught on faith a lot. And he, and he said, most people think that if they lived back in Jesus' day, they would have got healed. He says, but the problem is they won't. He says, if they lived back then, they wouldn't get healed because they got the same doubt and unbelief in their heart right now toward the Word of God. They'd have that same doubt and unbelief toward Jesus, the living Word, when He walked on the earth. I thought, you know, that's a pretty good observation. Because if the Word of God, listen, if the Word of God, which is present and now and timeless and available for you right now to be assimilated and literally loosed in your life. If it, listen, if it works so powerfully now, what makes you think you could go back 2,000 years to a physical confrontation and have any more power than the Word of God produces right now? See, that's our, that's our mindset many times. 
We were, we, were, we were having a conversation last night about the Apostle Paul and how abstract his ministry must have sounded in the, in the light of the ministry of Peter, James, and John. Who if they were at fall harvest in Galveston, Texas in 2022, Peter, James, and John, I guarantee their ministry and their message would go like, well, we were, I was there when blind Bartimaeus got healed. I was there when the ten lepers got healed. I saw him when he, when he, when he walked through the wall. I mean, he, they were, all, of their, all of their testimony as it was back then was of what they handled. They said, we handled his glory. We were witnesses to his power. But then you got this guy comes along and says, well, uh, although we know uh, people, uh, uh, we don't know men, or men after the flesh, uh, 2 Corinthians 5, 16 Yet now we know not Christ after the flesh. Therefore, if any man be in Christ... You know what he was saying? He was saying, well, that's all well and good what Peter, James, and John were saying, but it don't amount to a hill of beans. Because if all you know is the Jesus that walked the dusty shores of Galilee, then you don't know the resurrected Savior. Remember Peter's revelation in Matthew 16? Thou art the what? Not, not, the, not the humble carpenter, not Mary's child, not, 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 even, not even any other uh, prophetic accolade that, no, thou art the Christ. That revelation not was, him in, it was not of him in his humanity, it was him in his deity. You ever notice what religion does with Jesus? They love him in the manger and on the cross, but they don't want him anywhere else. You ever wonder why those pulpits are all, all over here? You ever wonder? It's because the Word of God is not in the center of the church. It's not hard to figure out. Amen? And so you've got to realize what, you, what you're handling right there. My goodness, that's the very word of power that created the universe. That's the very word of power that was made flesh and died and raised again from the dead. And that's the very word of power that received of the Father and put that spirit in you. I mean, it's, a, it's one of the most amazing... I was praying last night, and I'd been praying for about an hour. And I begin to think about the resurrection of Christ. I begin to think about the Scripture there in, in Ephesians that talks about what is the, the greatness of His power uh, that He demonstrated in Christ when He raised Him from the dead. And how all that... Just think of all that combined power... And how now a piece of that is in you. A piece of that that manifested 2,000 years ago when Jesus walked out of that tomb. That spirit that raised Christ from the dead. It now dwells and abides in you in reality. It is a spiritual materiality in you. Christ in you, the hope of glory. That's amazing. See, we kind of let it slip. We kind of take it for granted. But in reality, I mean, we're not like other people. We are. We are a peculiar nation, a royal priesthood. Mm. Now, here in, here in uh, I better be careful. I'll get all excited. I'm kind of feel naked. I don't have a watch on. I usually always have a watch. I feel like I'm up here with, no, I'm not going to say it. Now, First Peter First Peter chapter 5. Now, we read this last, last week, and we'll just, I want to finish this up real quick. We've got just a few minutes here. Humble yourself, verse, uh, uh, verse 6. Is that verse 6? Yeah, 6. Humble yourself, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you in due time. Everybody say due time. Now, notice, humble yourself. So there's an act of your will. 
If you, if you are humbling yourself. Now, many times you, you, you have to come to the realization that one of the greatest uh, uh, self-humbling acts is to begin to divorce yourself from your opinions. Because opinions, uh, many times, you know, they may be spiritual and they may be relative and they may be this, but you know, opinions is what causes friction. Because Paul wrote to us in 2 Corinthians, he didn't say, he said, you know, I, I, I want you all to have the same opinion. He said, no, I want you to all speak the same thing. Yeah. Amen. Amen. So if, if it's more important what we say than what our opinions are, then we, we need to really concentrate on what we're saying. You say, well, what do you mean what we're saying? Well, what do we say about healing? Well, what do we say about salvation? That's, that's, I guess that's the most, wouldn't you think? I mean, I mean, we could get healing right. If we got salvation wrong, we'd be in trouble. So what's, what's the word say? Because the Bible tells us very plainly. They're in, in Isaiah 55. His thoughts aren't our thoughts. His ways aren't our ways. As the, as the heavens are high above the earth, so are His ways and His thoughts higher than ours. So we have to think the thoughts of God. And when He says, humble yourself, now you're taking every... Now, think about the deposit that's been made in, in us. You say, what do you mean? Now, I'm not talking about... Let's take it spiritually. Let's think about uh, all of the, the, the educational deposit. I mean, you know, uh, uh, most of us did a little better than Jethro Bodine. How many remember him? He, made, he, he did his gazentites and his knots, you know. You know what your gazentites are, aren't you? You know, seven gazenta to 21, three times. Gazentites, gazentus, whatever you say, amen. And his what was the multiplication when his, uh, uh, anyway, he only went through the seventh grade. But most of us have at least graduated high school, gotten close, Amen little junior college maybe, uh, some college, a degree, you know, a degree. Wow, there's been a great deposit of knowledge and information into you. Amen? And there's, certainly there's much of it relevant to your life and living, what you do if you're a, if you're a professional, if you're a doctor, a lawyer, a, 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 a you know, whatever you do, if the, you know, you've got to go and educate yourself for a period of time in order to, in order to be in that profession. That great reservoir that is in you that gives you what? It gives you identity, helps you make all those different things. Now you've got something else in you that not only supersedes that, but takes that natural ability and makes it supernatural. Amen? I'd rather, that's why I'd rather, if I was going to have a doctor, I'd rather it be a, a, a born-again, spirit-filled doctor. Or if I was going to have a veterinarian, I'd rather have a, a born-again, spirit-filled veterinarian. You know, I, they were wheeling me in to, to cut me open for appendicitis. And I, I told them, I said, let's pray. And the doctor, the doctor said to me, well, I don't, I don't do that. And I said, well, I'm not doing it for you. <laughs> I'm doing it for me. But I'd much rather have a doctor lay his hands on me and say, why don't I just pray with you? Amen. I remember they were operating on Dr. Uh, uh, Oral Roberts and, he, and they hit something in his nose and he began to bleed profusely. And the anesthesiologist was spirit-filled, Dr. Spirit-filled. They woke him up and said, lay your hands on your nose, Dr. Roberts. That's where the gift of God was. He laid his hands on his nose and the, healing, and the bleeding stopped. Amen? Well, what I'm saying is, is everything that we can achieve because of our human existence... That which is unrighteous and unholy, God severs that out through, through the new birth. 
And then everything that is righteous and holy he places into our life to cause a great life enhancement to take place. You can be a better businessman. You can be a better mother, a father, a husband, a wife. You can be a better boss. You can be a better, better worker. You can be, everything about your life is better according to your ability to humble yourself, therefore under the mighty hand of God. Now you can, you can study this several ways. The hand of God would come upon those men and women of the old covenant. Hand of God would come upon Samson. Hand of God, I believe the hand of God would come upon David. And he would write these beautiful psalms and prophetic things that he would write. We see the hand of the Lord come upon men like Gideon. A hand of the Lord come upon Moses. But see, we're not in that covenant. The hand of the Lord is literally our submission to the gifts that God has placed in the church of the fivefold ministry. The apostle, the prophet, the evangelist, the pastor, the teacher. And I'm telling you, man, I've, I grew up around a lot, of, a lot of large ministries that had great voices in the earth. But I'm telling you, the cast that comes through this church, we've got the cream of the crop. I mean, pa- Pastor Paul, what an apostle. I mean, all these churches. I mean, he, he goes into to Vietnam and starts one church. And right before COVID, they ask him to come back and to hold a pastor's conference for 900 pastors. And all of them want to be New Life churches. And that's, that's the fruit of the apostolic ministry. Amen? And then what an evangelist. You want to, you want to get a better evangelist than Christopher Long? Is that what y'all want? Just show me where he's at. Amen? I mean, and he comes and is our friend and talks to me at least once a week. and all. I mean, I'm like, we're, we're truly the biggest little church in the world. Amen. Amen? And all these, what is this? This is God's quality hand coming upon Island Church for you to humble yourself under. Amen? Amen. Therefore, and you do, you humble yourself, therefore, under the mighty hand of, that he might what? That he might exalt you in your season at the right time. Amen. It's amazing how God gets you through a lot of drama of life to get you to a place which he can exalt your life, bless your business, bless your marriage, do what you, you've been believing him to do sometimes for decades. And he's just trying to get a lot of the drama out of your life so when you get there, you can enjoy it. Listen, let me say this about what all we're saying about the last days, the end times, the things. Listen, it ought to be such a joy in us to even expect something like that. You say, Pastor, I just think you're out of your mind. I don't see it happening. Hey, well, then then just humor me and just let me me do my thing. (laughs) Amen? I mean, just humor me because that's the way I'm going to be from here on out. Amen? You say, why? That's the only way to be, is to be expectant of the glory and of the manifestation of God and that what you're praying for and that what you believe in. And every once in a while, God will give you a little taste. He'll give you a little, he'll just cease to keep you coming down the road toward it. Coming down the road toward it. Coming down the road toward it. Because when you get there, the joy of arriving at the destination and the joy of the journey itself, even though there may be all kinds of stuff on the journey. Amen? I don't know if I should use that. There's something about finding a place that you knew was there, but you were looking for, couldn't find, but you find it, and it turns out to be awesome. Me and Alan, uh, years ago, the first time we went to Kauai was back in the mid-90s. And we knew there was this surf spot there, and we didn't know how to find it. 
Remember that, Alan? And we just started driving around. And so we, we went by this bridge, and there were some cars there. And when we turned around and came back, we noticed those cars were, uh, had surf racks and stuff on it. So we stopped and got our boards, but th we weren't there. We weren't even close to the beach. So we had to walk through all this jungle with these long boards, you know, walking through this. But when we popped out in this cove, this beautiful Hawaiian beach, a beautiful wave that was breaking there. Sun was coming up. It was just, I mean, it was just awesome. We freaked out. We were like, oh, my God. It was like you discovered something. I mean, there were a bunch of other people there and stuff like that. But for us, two Texas guys that grew up in the chocolate milk of Galveston Island, I mean, it was like, it was like the endless summer movie. We were like, woo, you know. Amen. But we knew if we just kept looking, we'd find it. And it's like that in the spirit. You know, a lot of people, it's what the enemy uses to distract you the most. And that is your current drama, your current situation, your current need. But here's the thing. God's working on that if you'll let him. And if you have faith that God's working on it because you have let him, then you can enjoy the quest of getting close to him. Humble yourself, therefore, under the mighty hand of God that he might, what? Exalt you. Exalt you in due time. Casting all your care upon him, for he careth for you. Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary the devil, as a roaring lion, walketh about, seeking whom he may devour, whom resist steadfast in the faith, knowing that the same afflictions are accomplished in your brethren that are in the world. Everyone's going through this, church. Amen? Amen. But now notice this. It says... Uh, is that verse 10? But the God of all grace, who hath called us into his eternal glory by Christ Jesus, after that you had suffered a little while, make you perfect, establish, and strengthen, and settle you. To him be the glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. Let me read that. Now listen to this in our Passion Bible. Listen to it. Man, it was so good in the Passion Bible. It says, for you know that your believing brothers and sisters around the world are experiencing the same kind of troubles you endure. And then after your brief suffering, the God of all loving grace who has called you to share in his eternal glory in Christ will personally and powerfully restore you and make you stronger than ever. Yes, he will firmly, yes, he will set you firmly in a place and build you up. And he has all the power needed to do this forever. Amen. You want to know the plan? There it is right there. I mean, it's that simple. Humble yourself, therefore, under the mighty hand of God. He'll exalt you in due time. You're working towards something. You're believing towards something. You're moving towards something. Amen? You say, well, how will I know when I get there? Because when you get there, there'll be something else out there and you want to go toward it. Because all, this is from faith to faith and from glory to glory. You don't get to a place where you set up a tent and build a kingdom. No, you just keep moving toward Him. Amen? So, humble yourself, therefore, under the mighty hand of God. He'll exalt you. and do. But not, notice the next one, though. It says... Uh, Casting all your care upon him. Now there's, there's that one there. Why? He cares for you. There are times you must pray that prayer in which you cast that thing upon the Lord and leave it. You cast it there, you leave it there. 
I like I, I, one uh, uh, minister I like to listen to a lot. He said it like this. He said, you cast it there, you leave it there, and when it touches your thought life, all you do is, is thank God that you believe you received the answer. That's it, period. That's it. No wrestling, no fighting, none of that. Nope, nope, that's it. Touches your thoughts. No, thank you, Father. I believe I receive it. I shall have it in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 That builds faith in you, releases the hand of God, and assures you that you're going to get what you're believing God for. You may not get it when or how you think, but when you get it, you'll know it'll, you'll know it'll be God. Be sober, be vigilant. Stay with it. Be sober means don't get under the influence. There's a whole lot you can get under the influence of out there. Political, medical, Social, it's all out there and it's as nasty and toxic as it's it's ever been. And getting worse every day. Amen? Don't, don't, Don't drink things that are deadly. You say, what do you mean by that? That scripture talks about in Martin chapter 16 in the Great Commission says, if you drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt you. If you study that out in the Greek, it's literally talking about things that come into your ears. See, things that come into your ears, you have to make a decision whether you're going to digest that or not. That don't mean you live a life of denial. Well, that ain't so, that ain't so. No, you don't do that. You don't let, listen, oh, this is so good. You don't let the negative register on you like the Word does. Can I help you with, with something? I, I like this phrase, I don't believe it. You're not going to make it, I don't believe that. This is what I believe. My God supplies all of my need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. God doesn't love you. How can he not? He sent his only begotten son to die for me. If he didn't want me to be saved, I wouldn't be here. But he loved me so much. Amen? See, all of those things that the enemy tries to do with your mind, that's where the fight begins and that's where you get your victory. In every situation, your healing your prosperity, a deliverance, whatever it may be, it begins and ends with the Word because He is the author and He's the finisher. Amen? Amen. And as He authors, yeah, sure, there's resistance in that path to the finish, but every time you go through that process, you're getting stronger, you're getting more mature, you're getting, you're getting more joy, more peace. Oh, let's close with this. Be sober, don't get under the be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil. There is a devil. There is a devil. Boy, if you can't see it right now, my goodness, you can just see him loose in the minds of men. And their hearts are evil and hard toward their, their fellow man. And then you can also see God in the hearts of so many uh, that are helping and doing what they need to do. Uh, it's, an ama- it's an amazing contrast of good and evil. Amen? But you've got to understand that there's something in you that is greater than the devil himself. You know, when we study the authority of the believer, we study Satan. We look and see what the Word of God says. The Bible says when we see him or when we have revelation of him, we shall, uh, we shall encompass him as with a hedge of thorns which is an old Middle Eastern uh, illustration in which a, a hedge of thorns would be built for two reasons, to keep something out and to keep something in because of the thorns in the hedge. So what it keeps out, your revelation of Satan and who he is, keeps him out. 
and your revelation of who he is and who you are in Christ, that keeps you from going out and trying to engage him in something that he's already been defeated in. We don't want to get into the nightmares of what that's done to people over the years. Now, let me close with this. I'll read it in the, in the Passion Bible one more time. And then after your brief suffering, you go through stuff. Anybody that tells, tells you that you get saved, feel the, you come to our church, everything's going to be fine, you know, you'll figure that out. I mean, there'll be a fight every, anywhere you go. Amen? But now notice, I love what it says. After your brief, brief, brief suffering, the God of loving grace. When you see loving and a word like grace on the end as it relates to God, every time love is equated to God, there's action there. Because all of God's love is an act of love. It's an active love. It's a giving love. It's a doing something love. It's not a feeling. That's where so many people get, get so confused, and that's where the enemy trips up a lot of people because they try to feel love like they love their wife or their husband or their children or something they do or someplace they go. I, I just love that, but I, I wish I don't, I don't feel like that. You're not supposed to. That's not the way the divine love is. You, you, you show God, you, what did Jesus say? If you love me, what? keep my commandments. So you've got to obey him, and obeying him is an act, and it is a sacrifice of your life. Amen? So here is his what? His loving grace. His grace in action, in manifestation. Who has called you to share in His eternal glory. What a, what a thought that you as a human being are going to share in the eternal glory of a divine being. My goodness. And we've done nothing to earn or deserve it. And He's still going to let us share in it. Because of His love. Oh my goodness. What could that even mean? Who has called you to share in his eternal glory in Christ will personally and powerfully restore you and make you stronger than ever. Yes, he will set you firmly in a place and build you up. And he has all the power needed to do this forever. Amen. Wow, man. That's the word of the Lord. That's the word of the Lord. So in your, your fight of faith, in whatever you're believing, you're receiving right now, whatever you're doing to resist that which tries to come on you, that which tries to torment your mind, I truly believe. Let me close with this quick story. I don't know. I didn't know the individual. One of the ministers I was with the last couple of days knew them. And they had had a season of prayer. God had put some unction for them to pray several days in a row. And they'd just spend the days just praying. And God had given, had given this individual uh, different words for different ministries. So this particular uh, individual that this friend of mine knew, this guy gave him this word and it was this. The church will have to become strong at corporate prayer and authority to resist what's coming in the days ahead. Wow. He got those five things in a, in a vision, in a visitation with Jesus. 
Jesus said, tell the, tell the church, told his particular minister, tell, tell them the church will have to become proficient and strong in corporate prayer to resist that which is coming upon the earth. Thank God we've already got a little head start. Amen. Amen. You say, well, well, why is that so important? Because all of these things that we're talking about work within the confines of what the, this is the perimeter and this is the platform of where these things work at their maximum peak in power. It takes sacrifice. It takes willingness. You have to be sober. You have to be vigilant. But that authority works. Amen. I've seen it work in co cooperation with, 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 with the gift of faith. I'm totally convinced one incident, one incident upon a mountain right on the border of North and South Ireland, a cold December night in 1988, four ministers, myself and three others, standing on a mountain, feeling the oppression of the devil so strong you could barely breathe. It was so physically tangible. It was, it was, it was a true stronghold of Satan over that entire region. It was the rumors of the castle uh, in that present time were of human sacrifice. It had a history of it. It was a tremendous history of witchcraft, warlocks, all the, all the ridiculousness of the ley lines and all that stuff. Now, all of it, that was one of the places. It was all there. And so there was just an unction after a powerful meeting to go up there and pray. And as we prayed, we began to face the different directions, which were the Republic of Ireland and, and Northern Ireland. And we begin to pray and we begin to bind and we begin to speak revival and a move of God and an awakening into that nation. And it happened. It happened. It happened right in front of our eyes. Nothing that we earned, nothing that we gained the skill to do. It was the grace and the mercy of God. Amen. We're living in that same day and hour right now. And that's going out to the nations of the world. And the nations are opening back up. And that's going to be, listen, we said this back at, at, at fall harvest last year. We believe what's happening in the, is this is going to be our finest hour. It's going to be our finest hour. Hallelujah. You love the Lord? Thank you for coming to church tonight. God bless you. Stand on your feet. Let me pray a prayer of blessing over you. Isn't the Lord good? Isn't the word rich? Man, you can just, it just, it, it, it informs, it inspires, it empowers. Be a hearer, doer of the word. Fathers, we leave tonight. We thank you for your abiding presence here. That the eyes of our understanding are being enlightened. Thank you, Lord, as we leave tonight, your hand of protection is upon us. Lord, we thank you no evil befalls us, no plague comes nigh us. Angels have charge over us in our travels, in the righteous labor of our hands. We, we thank you, Father. We are protected, blessed of God. We bind the devil. We cancel his terroristic assignments against us. We declare we and our loved ones those that are dear to us, we thank you, Father, your hand of protection is upon them. Lord, we thank you that your heart is stirring in our hearts for souls, for the hurting, for those lost and undone. Lord, that we would be a blessing, light in the darkness, salt in the midst of a world that is so savorless and needs a Savior. Father, we thank you tonight that we'll be an answer to people's prayer, problem to the adversary. A miracle in someone's life. Thank you for your blessings upon our businesses, upon our jobs. We thank you for financial harvest here at Island Church. That which delays and denies, we say no in the name of Jesus. You have no place here. And Father, we declare in Jesus' name, our building is built. We thank you, Father, for missions, money to build churches, do revivals and crusades around the world. 
And we thank you all the debt of everyone in the church, Father. Mortgages. Lord, uh, uh, the, 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 the car notes. High credit. Whatever it may be, Father. Thank you for supernatural debt destruction in Island Church. To your glory and by your power. Thank you that we're the healed of God. We're the blessed of God. We leave tonight walking in faith and love towards you. We love you so much. We walk in love one toward another. Thank you for our church. We leave as the ambassadors of Christ. You've called us to be. Thanking you, Lord, here at Island Church. We're covered by the blood, empowered by the word. Amen. Thank you for listening to Island Church's podcast. To find out more information about Island Church in Galveston, Texas, visit our website at islandchurchgalveston.com.